वेलकम टू एपिसोड टू ऑफ सीजन टू ऑफ द गेम थ्योरी एक्सप्लेन पॉडकास्ट टुडे वी कंटिन्यू आर डिस्कशन विद प्रोफेसर आरनावा सेन एंड टॉक अबाउट ऑक्शन थ्योरी इन डिटेल the other big uh, this thing is auction theory right so this is a more economic problem if you will so for instance the government can um, is deciding how to allocate coal mines amongst uh, 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 you know prospective buyers uh, how should it do it you know in the sense that um, uh, what's the private information here it's the valuation that each agent or each potential buyer has on the coal mine right now the thing is that uh, what do you do you design the auction okay now suppose uh, what auction will you use if you want to maximize your revenue in fact it's your expected revenue because you know these are random variables i don't really know what the actual uh, valuations are but if if you're interested in efficiency you want to awarded to the guy with the highest valuation although you don't know the valuation so how should you do it so so here is one proposal you use um you use what's called the first price auction what is a first price auction everybody on a on a piece of paper writes down the bid for the mine and um and and what happens you 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 um Uh, open the bids you look at the highest bid and you give it to that person and that person pays the price that is uh, that he or she has paid okay now what sort of revenue uh, what sort of revenue um implications does it have notice that people are not going to bid truthfully right people are not going to bid truthfully because suppose my valuation is 100 but i think that the next highest valuation is 45 uh, i'd be crazy to bid 100 right i'm going to bid i'm going to shade my bid downwards to 45 plus a little bit 46 or something right that's what i would do okay now so you so so the valuation is not simply uh, you know the the i mean there's this important strategic element is 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 what i'm emphasizing that that bids are not necessarily truthful now here on the other hand is another um auction and what is the auction the auction is um everybody bids the highest bidder gets the object but does not pay what he or she has bid uh, pays the bid which is left after you remove the winning bid winning person's bid from the bag of bids right from the from the from the collection of bids right so that's called a second price right sorry so the second highest the second highest or the highest amongst the remaining it could be i mean if a bunch of people have bid the same then it could be the same that you bid uh, if you know what i mean you just have to now the question is that truthful bidding is indeed uh, 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 you do want to bid truthfully here you know it takes uh, you know uh, you know a minute's reflection to realize that you cannot gain by 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 lying right if your if your bid is 100 now what would you want to bid uh it depends on what you think the next highest bid is going to be suppose you think that the next highest bid is going to be 
can you do better than by bidding 100 the answer is no suppose i because your price is fixed at 80 but the other guys bid so whether you bid 100 200 or or, or whatever you're still going to get the object as long as it's more than 80 and you will pay 80 which is the other guys bid now what you can do is that you could decide oh I, maybe i should bid 50 but then you won't get the object so you have a choice of a surplus of 30 or what did i say 180 surplus of 20 or zero so 20 is better so so the question is what's the best way to 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 what's the best way to sell this object and this was in fact uh, for the single unit case this was actually a, a a very important paper by a guy called roger myerson in the early 1980s uh, and he wrote a paper called the optimal auction design and he won a nobel prize for that in 2007 uh, for this thing, which showed what the optimal, uh, what the optimal um, auction format for uh, a single object auction is, and it's a you know it's a sealed bid second price auction with a reserve price, right? And 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 you could also do it by an English auction or an ascending auction and so on. And there's like a you know ton of research. In fact, again. Uh, the the most recent Nobel Prize in economics was won by two guys called Wilson Milgram and Wilson and Milgram, who actually uh, studied auction design for the case of interdependent values, right? Where uh, whatever I'm digressing now. So so uh, um, yeah. So that's um, in some. Uh, what I mean by mechanism design. So by mechanism design, what you are trying to do is construct the rules of a game such that no matter what the what the private information of the agents are, they will play the game in such a way that the outcome is the one that that you want. Right? For instance, your out your your in the auctions case, you might want. Um, you might want efficiency, in which case you want the good to be given to the uh, guy with the highest valuation. You might want uh, expected revenue maximization. Then you have to do something else. And in fact, it actually conflicts with efficiency. Uh, or you might want, you know, like uh, welfare maximization or something or the other. So it's, uh, it's um, you know, these are actually still problems which haven't been solved, many of them. And especially for the multi, uh, you know, for the case where where you have bundles of objects, as you have in spectrum auctions, what's the best way to do it? These are all ongoing uh, sort of fields of research. For instance, um, um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's. Um, there are lots of questions. I mean, you also want to design simple auctions because you don't want people uh, to get confused and, and think too much about what their uh, equilibrium strategy is. So, so here again, there are all kinds of issues. So it's uh, that's what mechanism design is about. So in mechanism design, like you design auctions and voting systems, is it also used in like solving economic problems? Or like, yeah. So, so I mean, the auction design problem is the most fundamental, uh, or is a fundamental problem 
of economics, right? I mean, the Supreme Court of India said that, you know, that auctions should, uh, you know, should maximize revenue for the government or something like that. But what auction it is, they, they don't know. And in fact, uh, nobody knows because it's an unsolved theoretical question. But uh, so that's, uh, you know, how should you sell something? That's auction design. How should you sell something? Uh, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the, in what way is it different? For, you know, why is it a more complicated problem than the problem that, uh, that you, for instance, are taught in your uh, economics class? The answer is um, because you don't know what the, what the, how much the potential buyer is willing to, to pay for it, right? That's why you have an auction. You you want what's called price discovery. You want to know. I mean, you may be completely wrong about uh, what the guy wants to pay or what the guy is willing to pay, right? So, just a simple question like how should you how should you sell something to somebody, right? This is mechanism design. Right, right. And uh, while uh, researching on mechanism design, I came across I came across a term called uh, implementation theory. Is that the same thing as mechanism design, or? Well, yeah, that's a kind of uh, yeah implementation theory. So implementation theory is a kind of mechanism design problem, but slightly different in terms of its informational uh, background, informational assumption. So in implementation theory is to do with what's called complete information implementation theory. These are cases where uh, the agents have private information, but they all know what is the, is the uh, true state of the world, but the mechanism designer does not know. So the classic problem here is what's called the King Solomon's problem. Do you know the King Solomon's problem in the Bible? Um, uh, so this is a famous, I mean, it's sometimes, uh, it's a, it's a well-known, uh, parable. So, so two women come to King Solomon and King Solomon was a, sort of, a, a, a king who was known for being very just. So, uh, these two women come and, uh, there, there, there is a dispute over the, uh, question as to who the mother of this child is okay so so uh, both women say okay that child is mine i'm the mother and so solomon says okay solomon has to decide who to give the child to so solomon says i'll cut the child in half and each of you can have half so immediately the 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 true mother withdraws and says no I, I'm not the mother, and the other, and the and the fake mother uh, says, uh, the fake mother says, uh, fake mother gets it, and then Solomon says that uh, now I know who the true mother is, right? The one who said it's not my child, right? So, so anyway, so here is the it nicely illustrates the implementation problem, and and a trick that Solomon used, which we cannot uh, allow uh, policymakers to use. Uh, which is so so what is the thing here so there's some private information that both women know right both women know who the true mother is and who the fake mother is but the judge does not the outsider does not so that's again an informational elicitation problem right so you have to 
people have to this thing and you want to get the and and what you need to do is that you need to design a rule such that the equilibrium of the game in all the possible states of the world here there are two states of the world one in which woman one is the true mother and the other one where woman two is the true mother and in each state to deliver the child to the right mother and and the question is can you do it and how should one do it Uh, what solomon did was he used a trick which you can't do which is he got people to believing that there was a certain kind of mechanism but then after people played thinking that that was the mechanism he he actually did something that was not written in the rules of the mechanism so he changed the rules of the mechanism after tricking the people to believing that they should that this was the right mechanism so it's like saying the government could say okay all you guys i am uh, you know please uh, reveal how much uh, money you have uh, the, you know how much black money you have uh, there will be an amnesty so everybody says yes 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 i have this much and then the government says oh oh i fooled you now now uh, you know you you're going to be that money will be taken from you and you'll have to uh, you know go to jail or something like that so it's 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 you don't commit yourself to a mechanism so so solomon uh, the solomon example is a good example of uh, what happens when you don't have commitment when you don't commit to something and that's a bad thing because people will anticipate that right so for instance if 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 the government knows that they're selling something like spectra and that if nobody wants to sell they will again readvertise and again try to sell it then anticipating this uh, it will destroy your incentives to be truthful in the first round right so 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 not being able to commit is typically a very bad thing in in game theory uh, all all the solomon used the the the, the naivety of the agents to to trick them anyway so that's implementation theory question is can you you know to deal with these kinds of informational asymmetric problems and to see what goals are you know what you can so so in mechanism design the person who's designing the games they have knowledge of the no they have no knowledge that's the problem so there is the the guy who's designing the game has no knowledge that that's what makes it interesting if like the election commission does not know uh what people's preferences are right if they did they then it wouldn't be necessary to vote there would be no need for you to express your opinion or your bid or whatever because it, it's known right so the government doesn't know the valuations of the agents for various uh, coal mines and so on and these could be complicated because you're selling multiple objects like you do when you're selling spectrum then depending on what bundle you get that you know your value is not one number but it's uh, an uh, you know numbers depending on what baskets of goods you actually obtain so so it's really quite a uh, uh, so so the problem is that the designer doesn't know but the agents all know Uh, there are two cases the private information case in which each agent knows something by herself that nobody else knows like your own valuation and the and the complete information case where all the agents know but the designer doesn't right so, so that's the difference between the two information structures so from the perspective of a person who's designing a game is it more complicated to design one in which uh, all the players have private information or 
Okay, that's a good question. It's actually easier in the complete information case uh, when all the other agents, because then what you can do is that you can you can tally the reports. I can ask each of all the agents to 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 say what the true uh, you know in what the true problem you know what the true state of the world is. Okay, and 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 then use their reports to check. Uh, you know, amongst each other, right? I mean, and and again, it turns out that there is a big difference between whether you have two agents or more than two agents, because if 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 there are three agents, think about it. Uh, if there are at least three agents, then you can always identify a single deviant, right? And and because you're thinking of non-cooperative games, you know, Nash equilibrium is a theory of unilateral or one-person deviation, so you can spot the one person who says no uh, uh, but if there are two people and they disagree then you don't know who's telling the truth but if there are three or more people and if all but one agent disagree then you have to believe that the guy who's deviating who's not you know who's different from the others uh, is 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 the person who is telling the truth but you also have to worry about the case that Everybody is lying, and this guy is telling the truth. But but that's a you can identify that more uh, you know clearly. Again, you know the basic theorem, uh, the basic result in this was proved by a guy called Eric Maskin uh, in in uh, in the seventies, and then again in the nineties. And again, he won a Nobel Prize together with uh, Roger Marson in the same year, two thousand and seven. This was it for today's episode on auction design and next week we conclude the discussion with Professor Arunavasan and talk about voting theory in detail. Thank you for listening.